0: You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial seven now. To accept this call, press five now. To decline this call, hang up. Well, hello, dirty. How are you? Well, I'm doing just fine, staying with the flow, keeping it real. You know how it goes. Oh yeah, I remember Crystal. Yeah, didn't she supply you guys with a lot of uh, drugs in there and paraphernalia and contraband? And oh wow, wow! So she's looking at ten years now. You know we were trying to get through to her, but I guess I guess the quick money. And plus, she does have that unique skill. She has a lot of contacts, did a lot of networking, and knows a lot of people. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, she's uh, she served quite a bit and then got out. I mean, they, we spent a lot of money on her, and apparently it didn't do anything, so... Uh, I'm just going to say, what else can you do? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but, you know, as far as I know, she didn't have any uh, children or anything, right? Okay. And yeah, I remember I, I reached out to her, and she was pretty good. But, you know, it's just so much you can do. It's When we can offer resources and we could uh, offer advice but in the end it's up to the uh, individual to make the final decision and i guess her decision was to take that chance and it didn't pay off well yeah i i often tell people you know if you're sitting in prison you're not a very good criminal You know, the people you want to take criminal advice from are the people that spend short amount of times in prison if they do go because they've got such a good legal team and they can fight sentencing and come up with plea deals or something. But, you know, with her, I I guess even though she is in prison, she can continue to do her dealings. She's just that clever. It's just a shame she's not using her skills toward good. Maybe I can reach out to her and get her to do an interview and she can explain what happened to her and what she did wrong and what she's going to do. It's going to be hard to believe her though. Yeah, I know. The, it, And it does make make our cause look bad, but let's face it, even though I have a really good success record of working with folks that get out and stay out, on occasion, there are people who get out and re-offend and it just really makes you guys look bad. But that's, that's like, you know, even billionaires out there, they would invest in something and it would fail and they would try again, it's just, success doesn't come overnight and so we're going to have to advertise the good successful people the folks that uh, were able to take advantage of the situation in prison and get out and succeed in their life and then we're also going to have to balance that out with the folks you have 60 seconds remaining don't make it and uh as sad as that is we have prisons for a reason. There's just folks that cannot survive out here with us, and those are the ones we need to keep an eye on. Well, yeah, I know. And with you, at least you're reaching out, at least you're making an effort, but you know that those drugs, there's thousands of individual you have thirty seconds remaining reasons why people get involved with drugs and it's really up to the individual, and you made that decision to stay away. And as far as I know, you're not using them while you're in there. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, that that is definitely good. Keep keep giving that advice. Okay, well, thanks for the call. Yeah, love you too, and you take care of yourself, and don't be a stranger. Keep me posted, and I'll. Uh, Hello, welcome to AQS Inmate Call, and I am your host Joel Wilborn, and uh, this phone call is based on a recent event that really uh, hits home for me, and as I mentioned in the phone call, we have to take the good with the bad whenever we're dealing with prison reform, not all people we work with are successful. Now, I did work with a young lady a few years ago, and uh, a person I was dating introduced me, and she would call once in a while, and we had standard conversations, nothing big, never really dove into her personal life. And uh, when she was released, the family of another person that I was working with took her in and then uh my friend is in prison she called and said she couldn't find her and she wanted me to look things up online see what i can find out and i really didn't hear anything and then we found out she had been arrested but we didn't know why and i tried doing a visit with her video visit but it didn't go through she was in the king county jail and then i got a call From my friend who said that uh, she found her and uh, I could look her up online which I did and the information I found I shared with some other folks too and it's just one of those things I didn't work directly with her to try to help her get out of it because she didn't really reach out to me she pretty much kept to herself but I could be what's considered a snitch if somebody tells me I'm dealing in drugs or I'm using drugs or I'm I'm uh, planning an escape, anything like that, I will definitely rat them out. I don't promote illegal activity. The rules that I don't consider very fair, uh, I have a little, you know, take those with a grain of salt, but the law, that there's no playing around with that. And these folks in prison, they know that. So it could just be that because of that, reputation which is fine with me she didn't want to share too much or could be the trust thing and that's that's a big thing too not a lot of people trust everybody that they just meet but you know it would have been nice to at least reach out to her and try to get her to open up and maybe give her the right resource to help her get away from it I don't know but I did look her up online, and this is a story from Fox 13 News in Seattle. The headline reads, Seattle woman faces federal drug gun charges just months after serving 16-year prison sentence. A Seattle woman faces federal drug and gun charges just six months after being released from prison for a murder conviction. Raven Marilyn Hudson was arrested following a brief confrontation in Seattle's University District, during which authorities say she rammed the patrol car trying to avoid arrest. Authorities were investigating Hudson as a significant drug dealer in the area, and a person working with law enforcement purchased fentanyl from her. According to court documents, police executed a search warrant on her car and reportedly found 600 grams of meth, 118 grams of fentanyl powder, 6,700 fentanyl pills, heroin, and cocaine, as well as two Glock pistols, one of which was stolen. Hudson now faces state charges for drug possession and possession of a firearm in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime. Now, that's not good. That is a very serious offense. And this young lady was deeply involved in this drug trafficking. There's just no doubt. I know her personality. I know her friends. And it's easy to say she did this stuff. So for every success that comes out of prison... There's a few, I don't exactly know the, the ratio between success and failure, but there's a few that just can't give it up. I'm not going to say they they have some issues, you know, psychological issues or financial issues, anything like that. It's just that crime is a choice. You can choose to seek help in other ways or you can just do the crime and it's very hard to support somebody who just doesn't want to give it up and we don't know the circumstances I mean she was with a loving family they cared about her they helped her out and her friend contacted me with deep concern where is she? is she in jail? is she in the hospital? and you know she was out doing some Deep deep work. And I've uh and when I was in law enforcement, that's who we wanted to get. We wanted to get the big people. The drug addict that bought marijuana and bought cocaine and used it and then sold their TV to buy more. You know, that's that's an addiction. That's a that's a medical problem. But folks like Raven. It's more than that, and you know, even the folks when I talk to them about her, they know what she, type of person she was. So uh, that's that's something that just has to be put out there. We try, but we only can do so much. And I'm sure she was doing well. You know, she she got out. In January, and then her incident happened in October. So it was uh, it was quite a ride for, her. and uh, something something just changed along the way. So I'm gonna reach out to her again, and most likely she'll be in there for a while. So I've got plenty of time to talk to her, and. Uh, I guess mainly in a situation like that, it's just to listen and ask questions. Got to find out what it was that motivated her. And the the big thing is, she got out, she got caught. That needs to be broadcast across the universe right there. She got caught. So, I have my work cut out for me. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, I, I guess a good way to look at it is like a, a doctor. A doctor has a little more control than uh, supportive relationships do. And if a person goes into a, an emergency room and a doctor assesses the situation, finds out what happened and what can be done, works really hard to save this person, and then the person doesn't make it, doesn't pull through. It's not because the doctor didn't give 100%. It's just that not everybody can be saved, despite what you do. And I would like to have a situation like that where I can be in control and work. But even if I did, there's no guarantee that I could pull people out of these situations. This is just 100% on the person and that's why we keep hearing the critics out there say you do the crime you do the time they know what they're doing you know if i i'm teaching a class and i tell people that if you don't follow safety procedures you could be seriously injured and people don't do it and get injured you know i did my part they just chose not to follow that advice. S- but that doesn't mean we don't give the advice. That doesn't mean we don't stop trying. doesn't mean we don't reach out. It just means we need to listen. And trying to make the person feel guilty. It's like, why did you do that? We told you everything that we were, that we could think of. You should have stayed away from those people. You knew the risk. That's not helping. It's just more or less like, what can I do to help? Is there somebody you want to get a message to? Uh, Do you need uh, anything from the outside? You know, just give open-ended questions, not the yes or no type questions. Try to lead into a more detailed response. And so uh, that's what I'm going to have to do with her. I'm going to have to definitely ask those questions that, uh, you know, uh, what happened after you got out. Were you able to uh, connect with people to help you? Did you feel that you didn't get the support that you looked for? Uh, Maybe try to find out what resources she uh, tapped into. And then uh, I'm not going to do a criminal investigation I'm trying to find out who provided her with those multitude of drugs. I will definitely try to understand her state of mind. And uh, who knows, maybe she just, maybe she was uh, blackmailed. You know, maybe somebody said, I'll I'll uh, attack your family if you don't do this, or you owed me from 16 years ago, and, you know, it it just could be anything. I'm not going to speculate, but it is something that uh, motivated, her, and I have to try to find out what it was, and then uh, just be there. There's really nothing I can do to pull her out of it. She has to do that on her own. But if I walk away, then that's an immediate failure. The only way I can fail in something like this is just to give up. And I'm not going to give up on her. Ever. And hopefully, she'll be able to reach out and talk with other people. I think... uh, it's not necessary, you know, there's a, there's a lot of folks that's interested in the crime, especially very violent and uh, prolonged crime, criminal activity, so to speak. You look at the Netflix series uh, Monster, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Why would anybody be so interested in a person who who had no respect for other people's lives like that? And I think mainly because it's just something that's shielded from us so long let's not talk about the bad guy you'll hear about the victims and you should you'll hear about the investigation the law enforcement people the uh, justice system the community you know all the folks that work to try to catch this person and try to prevent this stuff that's fine but you just don't hear about the person who does it and why and what led up to their circumstances and the details on what happened I know a a lot of uh, professionals will say that if you're in a relationship and one of the people cheats a confession will help heal the pain and the uh, any future resentment and when the guilty party sits down and the questions have to be answered. You know, who was it? Where did it happen? How many times? All detail must be given. Because trust is a big thing in that situation. And to regain trust, you gotta stop lying. That's I mean there, there, there's no there's no way around that. And so if a person is truly sorry and wants to move on and wants to heal the relationship this individual is going to give every detail answer every question and hold nothing back and that may not always work toward healing but it's a very good step and it's very similar in these situations too when these people start talking and if they're saying, I, I feel sorry for what I did and I, I, I want to make it up, that's when you start getting that truth. That's when you start getting those details. We can't completely ignore the people who commit these crimes. We can't exalt them. We can't throw them out and say that these are uh, heroes that that we should uh, respect or we should put them higher than the victims or give them monetary rewards. Of course, you know, nothing like that. But their advice, sharing their wisdom, their motivations, that kind of stuff could make a huge difference in preventing a future crime. We need to listen to them. We need to ask questions. And we'll know the people that really care because they'll answer them. They'll reach out. They'll say something. It's really nice to know what's going on inside that mind. What is causing people to turn away from law? Is it the law itself? Is it too harsh? Is it circumstances? You know, if a person walks into a grocery store and steals a loaf of bread, is it because this person was born evil and doesn't care about folks in the world and And uh, has no respect for local businesses? Or is it because this person wants a loaf of bread and is very hungry? So, in order to completely fix this, we need to do a little bit more than lock people up. Especially locking them up and forgetting about them. Let's train them. Let's uh, give them the medical attention that they need. Let's provide uh, answers to their questions. Strengthen supportive relationships. And let's just not forget about them. I mean, my goodness. This person could very well have committed a very heinous, unforgivable crime. But to just lock them in a cell and forget about them, isn't doing anybody any good. At least offer them an opportunity To make it up and a good way to make it up is to answer the questions and share the experience you know we we learn from other people when they share their mistakes or their accomplishments with us so I've uh, interviewed some people and they've given some advice it's on the Joel Wilborn oxy word YouTube channel and I'm asking that you just take a look at some of them. And hopefully you can uh, pick up something that will help you help others. And helping people is something we should promote. There's nothing wrong with, with uh, helping a person to uh, find a destination, or uh, opening a door for somebody, giving somebody a ride, that gives us personal satisfaction and it shows that uh, it shows the person that we're helping that there's people out there who care. And that really, really does make a big difference. So if you can pick up a few things and share them with folks, that'd be great. Or if anything, just share the information that you saw this video on YouTube. Either way, we can't just sit around and do nothing. And, uh, we're not asking that you do a lot. And, uh, a lot of times you don't even know what the result is, but you're not going to accomplish anything if you don't do anything. And, uh, we're doing the best we can to prevent crime, to, uh, reduce the prisons. And the more people we have on board, the more likely we are to succeed. And so, uh, want to thank you for taking the time out of your day and listening to this podcast and i hope you have a wonderful day and go out and make beautiful memories for tomorrow